special day at the stadium with the start of the Road to Principality series for this season. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'll also look back at the classic Cardiff v Bath clash of 1996, ahead of the two teams meeting in Europe once again. But we'll start at the Principality Stadium, the Dewar Shield, the Women's Under-18 Schools and the Welsh Schools and Colleges Cup, all decided on Wednesday in quite an occasion. Some good rugby too, plenty of talent who are likely to return to the stadium in the senior game. Let's take the matches in order. The Dewar Shield, under 16th level this season, Manneth Bauer and Denevo against Bridgend schools, and it all came down to the last kick of the game. Tom Evans's kick for MMD drifted inches wide, and it was Bridgend and player of the match Sam Watkins who was celebrating. Sam, we're a few minutes after the final whistle, but what are the emotions like, and what were they like a few minutes ago? Oh, it's amazing! It's just totally overwhelming, and just all of people watching just. And to win, it's just a massive thing. When it came to the last kick, you'd been replaced. But uh, where were you looking? What, what were your feelings? Oh, I was just head in hands. I was nervous as hell. I didn't know what to think. I mean, earlier on, a couple of tries for yourself. You must have thought you were sort of in control of the game and you were going to see it out. 19-11 ahead. You must have been confident. Yeah, we were over a score ahead. I thought it's going good for us. And then they brought it back a touch and then we were... Uh, Squeaky bum time, man. <laughs> and what was the key for yourself? A couple of tries, good forward efforts, weren't they as well? Yeah, definitely. All of us, all the boys give it all. We've got to win the end. Just give me a sense of the excitement. Here we are in the middle of the Principality Stadium pitch. What's it been like for you at your age to get this experience? It's an absolute honour to play you. One of the biggest pitches around. It's just amazing, to be honest. And just the atmosphere, and we're listening yeah. to the music bumping, and the fans were great, weren't they? Yeah. And I don't know if they were all Bridgend, but it seemed that at times. Yeah, a lot of them were. <laughs> My school, everyone here to support me. I'd like to thank them. And it's just overwhelming about how many people come here to support us, to be honest. And where does this sort of leave you in terms of going forward? What's the attitude? It must inspire you more than a little. Oh, definitely, yeah. It leaves, yeah, it's very, yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. Great, well played today. Congratulations. Thank Great you, win man. for the team. Great game. Thank you. Warren Leach, director of rugby, really. So they tell me. <laughs> Reluctant leader. What are the emotions? Because uh, obviously it all came oh. down to the last kick. It was a fantastic performance, but a defeat. Yeah, I feel for the boys, but what a spectacle and what an honour to be here. What a privilege. And uh, with privilege comes that challenge, doesn't it? And uh, unfortunately, we didn't rise to that challenge today, but fair play to uh, Bridgend, superb performance. Hopefully, we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since you were here last, isn't it? So what's changed for this group to be coming here? And as you say, every point um, that they could be back again. Nothing's changed, really. We've still got the old guard here, been coached for 20 years. It's just collectively, as teachers, we've come together and we've put a bit more bit more Carlon into it, spirit into it, so it's been, it's been excellent, yeah. We've enjoyed the journey, long may it continue to be honest with it. And the spirit, 1911 down, looked as though that was maybe the game gone, but of course it was it was I anything know. but. And that's what they have got is spirit and Carlon, it's, yeah, they'll give all of it, 100%, fair play to them. We can't ask for more, we're in the best place, the Principality, hopefully we'll see one or two of these in a red jersey one day. Well, there are a few players who shone, definitely, and, oh, and grabbed you. their opportunity. But 
the occasion, does that almost make up for the result? The fact that they're here, they'll always have played oh, in the stadium? 100%. It's all about that effort to get there, that golden goal. So maybe one day we'll, we'll cross the finishing line. Well, an area that's produced many of the greats and uh, has, maybe yeah. a few more of them coming. Yeah, thank you. Brilliant. And once the on-field joy had died down a bit, a chance to talk to Bridgen's Greg Davis, who first explained his own role. I'm secretary now. I've been coach and team manager and everything else, but secretary is kind of my official role now. It's a school's organisation. I teach in Pathcall Comprehensive, so I've been involved, I think it's my 16th or 17th year, so I've been a while. First final, first W. Well, it's the first time for a long time Bridgen to have been here, so it must be... Something special for the team to have achieved it. It was. Funny enough, the last time Bridgen won it, they actually played Maesteg District and it was a double header. I'm from Maesteg, so I was involved in Maesteg District. I didn't play in that game, but a lot of my friends and people I know played in that game. That's 1990. So, <laughs> wow. So we can hear the music pumping out of the dressing room. We're a few minutes after the end of the game. What's the emotions? Because, my God, it was close. Well, I thought he kicked it. I, I was where we were standing and he kicked it, it left his foot, it looked like it was all over. And I it scraped the post, I thought it scraped inside, I turned away, I thought we lost. And it was only when our coaches were running on, jumping and celebrating, that I realised he'd missed it. And I, I, obviously I'm glad we won, but when we seen then the incident on the big screen, it wasn't actually a penalty either, we were like, oh, so, as it is, we're now celebrating. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a great occasion anyway, but a great occasion to win. That's the oh, more than the icing on yeah, the cake. Yeah, we had um, old coach of ours was in the stand just behind us, and it was great. We had a trophy medal left over, and I handed it straight to him. He was involved 20 years, said, I've been 16. We've been, it's a long time. It's, uh, it, it's a tradition, and luckily it's changed to 16s, but it stayed as a tradition, and I hope it continues because one experience. 1911, you must have thought this is relatively under control. It, it always felt against the run of play, to be honest. I, I thought many of them were outstanding. I think they were so organised. Their line speed, kind of, we missed, we fell off tackles, but somehow we kept our energy, we kept scrambling. And like you said, we went eight points up, and I thought, ooh, it is against the run of play. Surely now, you know, now we're on top, we'll keep doing it. We made a couple of changes. It was brilliant. We got all 10 boys on, so that was good. Um, they're just as strong on the bench, but squeaky bum at the end to say to say the least yes yeah, it's a bit from what game because territorially you dominated but in terms of possession and having the ball they seem to do a lot as well oh definitely definitely yeah we the message from the sideline from the coaches was come on let's just exit better let's get down there let's pay for territory and we were trying that we like to play we do like to play but sometimes we overplay but yeah I think we, we did manage to get that on especially second half so we, we got the ball out of our half and we, we did win the territory battle you're right but every time they had the ball they were dangerous and that was that, that was worrying and, and credit to them yeah. just finally about the occasion as you say it's moved from 15s to 16s but seemed to hold the tradition out there today it did it did we've had these boys now for a year now my worry is if next season we got a very very good group of boys coming through next season but they'll only have a nine week experience I'm hoping that it doesn't lose that because these boys have had the full year, which it is experience. It's not just about rugby development and rugby. It's about an experience. It's about memories. So I hope that continues. 
I'll let you go off and enjoy it. Thank you very much. Cheers. So that was a pretty good game. Bridgend winning their first title since 1990. Manuth Mara and Deneva enjoying their first final since 1949. But then it was the women's turn at the stadium. Under 18's level, a repeat of last year's final. Colleague Gwent against Landovrig. And it was the Gwent team who proved too strong, running in seven tries. Player of the match was tight head Evie Hill. Well, does it get much better than that? We're standing here in the Principality Stadium pitch. You're just player of the match and it's been a pretty big win. Yeah. Describe your feelings. Um, well, it's a bit, like you said, it don't get better than that, really. I think that's what we've been working towards for a while. Uh, that's going to be our biggest game of the season. So I think to come out with a win and to play well as a team, I think that's so rewarding. I, I, I think that's the best feeling. It is the very best feeling. I mean, it's four in a row, but you just seem to be getting better and better. Yeah, we really work hard in training to like identify our weaknesses and to really improve them and that's all down to the coaches to be honest and to be fair they work so hard for us and I think that's the only reason we're getting better and um, I think we're showing that on the pitch so far so yeah. I found Avery are trying to push you but of course it was 17-0 last year it's yeah. Yeah, a fair bit more than that you just seem to be getting more and more out of the game and it starts up front of course as always yeah um, fair play to land every what like what a crack inside they finished first seed in the rounds and credit to them but i just think at the end of the day we worked hard and i think we deserved it on that pitch and hopefully this will set the set the stand now for the years after us yeah i mean congratulations on being player of the match partly because it was so competitive. Yeah. There are a lot of players who could have got it. There's a lot of talent in that team. 100%. You must be looking forward to seeing where you go from here. Oh, yeah. Um, I credit to all the girls. I'm like I'm surrounded by such amazing players. Um, and I just think it's such a competitive squad and we all work really hard for our spots. And I think it's such a good team environment. Yeah, so hopefully it just keep getting better from you. Tight head prop with uh, good skills. <laughs> There are a couple of those at the international games, Cecilia Tupolotto, Sarah Byrne. Presumably one day you'd like to be up where they are. Yeah, hopefully. That's the aim. That's what we were working towards. And I think that's why we spent so much time, maybe to all of us. And um, I think that's where we all want to end up one day. And hopefully that is the case later on in life. It's now a professional game. Just in the last couple of years, has that changed your attitude as a young player coming through in the last couple of years? 100%. The, the development has got so much more better for girls as time's gone on. And I think this is only going to improve young girls stepping stones up to professional rugby. And hopefully we can see a lot, a lot of girls coming through, especially from a small area like Gwent. Brilliant. Well, congratulations again. Thank well you. played. Thank you. When Pontypool Scott Matthews took over as director of rugby at College Gwent, they were struggling for players. Now, well, he couldn't be much happier with the progress. Well, Scott, just uh, yeah. describe the emotions four in a row. I know, very emotional guy, so <laughs> won't get too much out of it. But obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted for the girls. As an educator, son, we pride ourselves on on making sure the girls got that equal opportunity towards the boys' programme and we're certainly delivering that, you know, and, and to be fair to them, they, they put the effort in on the, on the training field week in, week out, and they're reaping them rewards. So it's just about building an environment they can be proud of. And it's certainly year upon year now with, with this group in particular, they, they're really buying into the environment and, and it's theirs. They want to compete for each other. And as you've seen out there, they've they got, got the talent to match our want as well. So yeah, really pleased for them. You've got some good players, haven't you? The player of the match was uh, quite a complicated decision. So I know, that's a, that's a good thing. Um, it could have gone to a number of girls out there as well, so that's, that's ultimately pleasing, particularly you know, on, on a big stage. 
for them. But Evie, the outside edge, she's a, she's a fantastic youngster, and I'm sure somebody who will get to know her name very well in the, in the next coming years. Um, I think she's got it all from a tight dead point of view. There's not many tight deads in, in the international game. We're going to throw 20 metre passes at pace. So, um, Mac Chow with a good scrummaging technique. I, I think she's somebody we're all going to get to know really well. So, it's fully deserved. Well, reminded me of a young Sarah Byrne. You don't get much better praise than that. No, definitely. And she's, um, I wouldn't tell her to her face as well. So, that's uh, something she'll have to look back for. But, uh, no, I'd like for the girls, as I said. They put a lot of effort in. And it's just great to see them enjoying the occasion. Landovery as well, they're a tough team, they're year upon year being our competitors and they're definitely bridging our gap as well, so, you know, we're just delighted to be where we're at and, you know, these things don't last forever, so you've got to enjoy it when you can. Have you? If you go back to the start of it all and only having a handful of players yeah. to where you are now as yeah. a powerhouse, yeah. it shows what can be done 100%. with a bit of effort and, you know, getting the involvement engagement. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, ultimately, um, building a solid programme and, and building a, a, a philosophy that the girls can buy into, not just on-field on playing, but an environment is important. Uh, once you've got that, you've got a winning mixture, mixture some talented players. So, you know, you put the effort into these young girls and, and they really want to improve. That's a big thing that, that as a coach learning. It's a big thing that um, they, they want to get better. They don't take nothing for granted. So it's ultimately, you give them that, the tools to do it and, and, and off they go. And that's what we, what, what we look to do. So. It's good. You'll be aiming to be back next year for five of them. <laughs> well, we're only losing four girls, so we've got a good start. So, yeah, really pleasing. And finally, just because yeah. it's you, yeah. Ponderpool, how's it going? How are you feeling? What's... No, it's really good. Um, you know, we we disappointed with our last performance uh, against Magen, but ultimately in this league, we, we're the new people on the block. We're still learning. You can't play 80% in any game. If we play 80%, you get punished. But having saying that, as I said to the boys after our loss, if somebody said to us, after 11 games, we'd have won nine and lost two of you know, we probably would have bite their hand off as well. So we're in the right position where we need to be. Complacency is, is a massive thing, making sure the squad don't be complacent at all. But we really enjoy being back in the Premiership. And, uh, you know, that's coupled with the good support that we have. And yeah, it's a really, really enjoyable experience. And we're just hoping that we keep getting a, the luck of the hook and the rub of the green and, and keep going our way. Well, we're talking about a powerhouse in terms of the girls here yeah. and what you're doing in Gwent, but uh, yeah. historically, Ponderpool, of course, are a powerhouse and yeah. lots of people love to see you back. No, definitely, yeah. It's, um, I said, it's, it's something that's just come across for a number of years. I was part of that, that team that lost the playoff game a number of years back and ultimately, I think, same kind of thing, as you said, really, is about building an environment and, and what Leighton has built to fair to him is a real tight squad um, a huge amount together and that goes into everything we do and we're just just really pleased that that we are competing and holding our own ultimately having saying that nobody wins nothing in december so we've got to back up the performances that we've done and that's not going to be easy some things went away some things didn't go away but just keep enjoying it keep working hard isn't it that's what we can do great well good luck with it thanks yeah. for your time good stuff Cheers. thanks guys All thanks the best. And credit to Landovery, the contribution they made to the game wasn't reflected in the scoreline. Their team manager, Lowry Williams. Well, describe your feelings. It was quite a big result, but there's an awful lot to be proud of as well. Yeah, to be honest, um, I am proud of the girls. It didn't go away today, but they showed up in that second half. First half, less down hill, but they didn't give in, and that's all I could have asked for. We stuck to in until the last minute of that game, still making big hits, and 
that's all we can ask for really. Yeah, and coming away with nil seems a bit unfortunate. Had a chance to go for goal early. It'd be nice to get some points on the board, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have been nice to get some points, but as I said, just wasn't our day. And I think we will watch the game back. We'll do our analysis and we'll keep pick up key points where we could have gotten points on that board. And we'll reflect on how we played and hopefully we'll be in this position next year and we'll get there. Four in a row for Gwent. Of yeah. course, you keep challenging them. Yeah. What does it take to get that little bit closer to them? I think at the minute we just we played in the wrong areas of the field. They utilised the 15 metre channel. So after looking at that, we'll just get into it next year. Make sure we do our analysis on them, maybe a bit more thorough, and we'll stop them from utilising those key players because they did fair play to Gwent. They had some really strong players there. So credit to them. And they probably had more players sort of at the top level than you did. But you've got some good players on your side, haven't you? Yeah, we're really lucky. Like 14 out of 15 of our starting girls are in the Scarlet under 18s. But we're a really small school. We're playing. We had seven or eight year 11, so 15 year olds in our squad today where they didn't have any. So to be honest, I'm proud that everyone got on that field. Leaving girls have never played rugby before until this season and they gave it a go and we've got to play in the Principality Stadium. So I'm happy, I'm proud for them. I was going to say just for the occasion, I mean, obviously yeah. Tandovery have been here a few years in a row, but for this team and these girls yeah. to get this opportunity, that's something quite special going forward, isn't it? Yeah, it is special and it's my first year with them this year. So I want to build with them now and it, can't, it doesn't come straight away. It takes time to build and build and we, we started this year and we're going to get there. We'll get there one day. Great. Next year or the year after, we'll get there. <laughs> well, we look forward to seeing your progress. We look forward to seeing some of your players at the top levels because, yeah, definitely a few that are good enough. Yes, definitely some to look out for. Like Stella Orin at the minute, she's with Centre of Excellence in Bristol. She's been brilliant. Girls, Catherine does train in under-18s well squad. So we've got girls. We need more now to push to there. Great, well done. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you thank very you. much. Thank you. Great. And then it was the Schools and Colleges Cup final. The first time it had ever been contested between two school sides, Glantarve and Glandovery. Ascending off at the end of the first half, four Glantarve handed the initiative to Glandovery, but it was nip and tuck all the way until the final few minutes when a yellow reduced Glantarve to 13 men and Glandovery did finally put the game away. Player of the match was Glandovery outside half, Carwin Leggett-Jones. Great, well congratulations. That Thank must you. be a slightly, slightly mad experience, is it? Yeah, it's pretty surreal going, I don't know, nine from nine, I think, in the league and then beating Glantar for the final, who, to be fair to them, didn't stop, even with a red card. They gave their all, but I'm just so proud of the boys. The effort we showed at the end to keep playing, we could have easily closed that out, but, yeah, can't explain it, really. At your age to be playing here at the Principality Stadium and then get the Player of the Match award, yeah. that must feel pretty special. Yeah, it's class, but it's not all me. If the boys don't back me up up front and talk to me from the edges and I can't play my game and can't get the awards but it's not awards for me it's just letting the year 13s who really like comforted me when I first came make sure they get a bit of happiness out of this and it's glad to see them celebrating now yeah we're seeing not just what it means to you but also family and friends yeah, I know. how much it means to all of them yeah I know the Nets have got a big following here from Devery and we thank them all it's just brilliant for all of them to come it's a long way from there as well you, you seemed in control at half time yeah. But actually, they really battled with 14. You seemed to find yeah. it pretty tough until the last 10 minutes when down to 13. I think when they came out of 14, we knew they were going to come harder. But I think they caught us. It's still a bit shocked by how, how hard they actually came. And to be fair to them, they never stopped. But that's the type of team they are. They don't stop and gritty as hell. And fair play to them. Gives hell of a game. And it's the Schools and Colleges Cup. The first time it's ever been a, a final between two schools. And yeah. 
obviously you came out on top. So it shows the school's rugby side of it's pretty strong. Yeah, I think from Dovery, the way we're going at the moment, second 11 winning their league, the girls forced you coming up short in theirs and us winning ours. It's just positive, everything coming from there. And the way they balance the school and the rugby is just perfect there. And Great, good luck. Well played today. Good win. Go and enjoy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Plantarv head coach, Luachab Merthen. I mean, it must be a strange feeling because uh, obviously you lost the game, but an awful lot to be proud of there. Yes, very proud, but we, we spoke about playing the Glantyre style and I don't think we, we came out and played our style. Um, if we look at it, we offloaded under 10. That's not us. So, I mean, there was opportunities to play and we didn't play it. To be fair to Llandovery, I thought they managed the middle third very well. Um, their game management was better, I'll be honest. They like now put us under pressure as well. So, yeah, full credit to Llandovery. We're standing on the pitch after the game, it's bucketing down still. Yeah. It was like that all the way through the match. So both sides would have liked to have played a little bit more than, than you did, I suppose. Yes, yeah, definitely. No. We, we like to check it out. I don't think we did that tonight, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, we, we talked about not uh, leaving any anything out there. I don't think we did in terms of our, of our character and energy. It was um, brilliant and very proud, obviously, of the boys to go down to 14. So that's... I'll be honest, harsh on on 17-year-old kid, uh, a red card like that, I'll, I'll be totally honest. But um, I thought we showed a bit more fight and we, we, we speed the game up a bit second half, which, yeah, I'd like us to play a bit more like that in the first half, I'll be honest. We had opportunities, we went over the line, dropped, knocked it on, so we had opportunities and we just weren't quite clinical. And second half down to 14, but until the last 10 minutes, obviously there was no score, you had better chances in fact. Yes, exactly, and Joe, just, yeah, well, just that extra man said uh, at the end a little bit, um, there wasn't a really flow to the game, um, Joe, we, we like a, a flowing game, yeah, unfortunately, and, but hey, the boys got to learn how to manage games, manage things that are out of our control, maybe, and again, that's just part of the learning for the boys, so good experience, would have been better with a win, but uh, proud of the boys. And in terms of looking to the future, your number eight, 15-year-old. Yeah. I mean, we were debating whether he should have been man of the match. Yeah. He was pretty special. Yeah, he's a good lad. He's, uh, he's got a big future and hopefully uh, he'll be playing a lot more games here on the Principality and coming out with uh, different results, hopefully. But he, yeah, he's a talent. And finally, the first time two schools have contested the schools and colleges final. Yeah. Quite a spectacle, quite an occasion, wasn't it? Yes, it was great. And it was a fair play, George Sandovery, their programme up there. So they've got brilliant staff up there. And um, yeah, now fair play to them. And so with their history and everything, um, yeah, it was quite fitting final to have those two teams, uh, two schools going at each other. But uh, yeah, full credit to Thunder they, they deserve, they definitely deserve it today. You'll be back. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much. That's brilliant. Thank you. Finally, let's hear from Nathan Thomas, director of rugby at Thunder College, and himself, a former Dewar Shield winner with Bridge End. I mean, Nathan, just describe your emotions. You've Thunder uh, have won it. Yeah, we're all ecstatic about how things went today. Just. Um, for that, that group there today, winning the first ever competition of the new format this year is, is fantastic for us. And uh, we made hard work in the second half. We had the one-man advantage, but didn't really uh, capitalise on that. But we stuck in there. Uh, I think there was a key moment on, on our own try line. We managed to slip a turnover. We ran it out and we managed to get the line out as well on the halfway line. And I think that sort of uh, gave us a bit of relief. And then the second yellow sort of uh, give us that real opportunity then when Glant half with 30 men who's difficult to hold us out then. Yeah, needed a bit of ruthlessness. It probably <laughs> wasn't until the last 10 minutes that you showed it maybe. Yeah, it all came at the end there. We, we always thought it was going to be a one score game going either way. 
thought that with the red card came out of nowhere. It just like, looked like some innocuous incident. Give us the advantage. That actually frightened us a bit because Glantaf are so good with ball in hand. We thought they might have had to just really sort of um, have a go at us from, from a running perspective, which made them more dangerous. But, but nothing really happened and luckily the weather held them back there. And um, yeah, we, we pulled through later on and just the, the tries at the end were just icing on the cake. But I think really it was an arm wrestle, which we managed to pull away with at the end. Schools and Colleges Cup has been dominated by the colleges. Two schools in the final, you obviously won it. What does that mean for you? Yeah, I, th I think um, for us and for Glantarp as well, it just gives a lot of positive, uh, it makes us look like as a school team, we can actually do it the same as the, the big colleges out there. So um, that's really pleasing and it proves if you've got a good group of coaches and a good group of people, you can be successful. You played in the Jewish Shield final quite a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> what does an event like this do to inspire the, the young kids in terms of you know, remembering this but looking to go forward in their careers? Yeah, yeah. So 30 odd years ago when Jen last won it, it was a double header. You had to play away, then home. It was two games, an aggregate score. And um, they, they were the grounds of where you played when we were growing up. But um, to come to the stadium here and just give boys these memories at such a young age uh, will give them thirst for more in the future. And um, it's just a fantastic setup. A nice double for you today, Bridgen winning it again, and your Thandovery team winning this one. Yeah, I can't be. Uh, too, I can't go too much because we've had seven players from Thandovery playing for Man in Mouth today. So um, I'll be a bit impartial on that. But obviously, I'm a Bridgen boy deep down, and um, happy for both teams. Well, congratulations today. Enjoy the celebration. Yeah, thank you very much. Great. Thanks a lot. <laughs>
you mentioned 29 internationals. That was rare for that time, cool. wasn't it? And of course, when you talk about Jason Robinson and Jonathan Davis, they'd only just come back from, or Jonathan come back and Jason transferred yeah. from rugby league yes. because of what Vernon Pugh had done to the game, if you like. Yeah, because the game had gone open and professional just a year previously, of course. So suddenly there was money in rugby union and uh, more in rugby union probably than in rugby league at the time. So you had uh, all these boys who departed previously. Mm. David Young was playing as well, if I remember rightly, for Cardiff. So quite a few would come back from Rugby League or join from Rugby League to Rugby Union. Uh, so there was great anticipation all round. And uh, as I said, great, great days. And it would be great to see Cardiff Arms Park as full as that once more for a, a repeat of that fixture. Perhaps the talent isn't quite there, but the occasion is still there. And the prize, of course, of moving forward in the European competition. You're quite right. It, it's 12,000, I think, that gave us the gate for that day. They can possibly get to 10, I think, for a full house. But that occasion that we had then could certainly be repeated now, couldn't it? Because we love to bash our neighbours. Well, absolutely. Those games between the Welsh teams and the English teams, it's sad that something hasn't been done mm. to maintain those fixtures. You remember in Europe, for instance, you know, Llanelli's uh, uh, semi-final defeats against Leicester. Oh. I remember a great game between Pontypridd and Bath as well. Same um, season, in fact. Same season when Dale McIntosh Indeed. Uh, laid out... Andy Robinson. Andy Robinson, that was fantastic. You remember, um, and on a French side, you remember Bonapri going down to Brieve as well, of course. They were great, great occasions. And it would be fabulous if we could repeat that for this game and have the same excitement and tension. It was electric, wasn't yes. it? It was electric. It wasn't the brightest of days, weather-wise. But, oh, my goodness me. And um, it, it started off very positively, but the early scores were an exchange of penalties mm. between Mike Cat and Jonathan Davis. Lee Jarvis put over a few later on, if I remember as well, after he came on as replacement. But the highlight of the game, undoubtedly, was a magical try by Nigel Walker, who hadn't long been a, a rugby player, you know, known as an athlete. And lots of people thought he was just an athlete who happened to be playing on the wing because he was so fast in rugby union. But that try, when he took a pass, a flat pass from Jonathan Davis, on a superb angle, sidestepped and swerved, passed three defenders to score. Anybody who said he wasn't a rugby player would have to revise their views after that because he showed the instinct to come on the correct angle and the skills as well to beat three or four defenders in what was a crucial, crucial try. But that wasn't the end of it because Bath came back, scored a try themselves, through Nathan Thomas, as it happens, the only Welshman in the Bath side, yes. a Welsh international. And it was down to the final minute because there were three points between the teams. Bath had a penalty, a kickable penalty from distance, but they opted not to go for the post to try and tie the scores. They were more positive even than that. They wanted to score. They took a, a short penalty, a tap penalty, a few phases, but then they lost the ball. The final whistle went and Cardiff and the Arms Park was jubilant. Not all the Arms Park, because we'd had quite a few thousand people who had crossed the bridge from Bath to support their side. Mm. But it was Cardiff who went through, unfortunately, no further than the semi-final when they lost. But when you're looking back, it was one of the great, great days mm. of European rugby held in Wales. The sense of occasion was, was one thing, 
but the way that the fans turned it into a very special Welsh rugby occasion. Yeah. We didn't hear singing like that yeah, very often then, and we, we don't hear much of it these days. Maybe with Cardiff's recent form, beating the Stormers and winning the other day against the Dragons, maybe that can come back. They certainly lit up the players uh, for um, that, that game. Without doubt, here in a rugby crowd now singing, Cwm Rhonda, the yes. hymn, Bread of Heaven, just echoing around Cardiff Arms Park. Um, we do hear it in the football games at the moment when Wales are playing with the Red Walls singing, but it was there in a rugby stadium at that time. It would be great if we could have that sort of atmosphere, that sort of support to try and inspire their team. If the crowd, the spectators, the supporters can repeat that sort of atmosphere and that sort of support, it would be great. And I'm sure the players themselves would be overjoyed, they'd be over the moon to hear that sort of support mm-hmm. once again. Well, we heard uh, a few chants of Cardiff, Cardiff in the uh, the Stormers game the other day. And then Mason Grady came, scored the try that helped win the game and talked about it and how he felt all the players rose to the reaction of the crowd. And boy, it should be even more so for a game against Bath because that's still a big name and still resonates, oh, isn't it? Absolutely. And it'd be nice if we had something just a little bit extra from Cardiff, Cardiff, yes. you know, that it would take us back to the period when the crowds, they did uh, lift their voices in song as well. And I'm sure that would be even more inspirational for the players uh, than a chant. But if they can make a lot of noise and get the team to realise that there was a huge amount of support behind them, then that would really inspire them in what is going to be another great game. Perhaps we haven't got quite the same stardust on the field, Mm. but the occasion itself demands that sort of support and uh, to have a great result as we did then, hopefully. And as president, proud president of Pentech RFC, seeing Seb Davis playing so well for Cardiff, it'd be nice to see him leading the charge on the day. It would be fantastic. We're all proud of Seb here. Plays in the back row and the second row. When he came up through the Minion Juniors in our club here in Pentech, he played in the centre. So that shows the skill set that he's got as a player. But uh, out of favour at the moment uh, as far as international rugby is concerned. But his contribution to Cardiff is great. Yes, let's hope he leads the charge, others follow, and that we have another great, great occasion to save her at Cardiff Arms Park. It's a few years ago, 1996, and you've been retired for a little bit, but I guess uh, you'd love to come out of retirement to to accommodate on a game like this one. Thanks for the invitation, Rob. That that would be great. Talking about Nigel Walker, of course, uh, after retiring, he became head of department in the sports department of the BBC when I was still there. And I thought after the praise I gave him for scoring that try, saying, as I said before, that anybody who thought it was just an athlete on the wing had to revise their views because he showed that instinct of a rugby player and the skill set of a rugby player. He never gave me any promotion. He never gave me a rise in my wages (laughs) at all. But let's hope that um, you mentioned Mason Grady. Let's hope that somebody like Mason Grady in that Cardiff side can really, really set the whole place alight with a similar score on this occasion. And of course, it's an eight o'clock kickoff on a Saturday, so local games will have finished. Yeah. Chance for people to go and, uh, and buy their tickets and go and watch afterwards. It is one of those unmissable games. Absolutely. Cardiff against Bath. Heineken Cup. You know, it conjures up so many memories of one of the most memorable occasions in Welsh club rugby. And surely the supporters would flock to Cardiff Arms Park on this occasion. As you said, it's there on a Saturday night. All club games will be over. 
So they're free to go to Cardiff, support that side, their side in this area and against the traditional opponents from the other side of the bridge. And wouldn't it be great to see some of the same fervour next weekend when Bath once again come calling at the Arms Park. So plenty more to look forward to next week. But until then, from the Welsh Rugby Union podcast, bye.